Speaking of LeBron, I think Space Jam 2 is the worst decision he's ever made. Wow. Well, and we're all old and washed now. Like, it's all new kids. They're, they're going to love it. It's just, to me, you don't want to, I don't know, I just feel like the thing that's always, he's always going to be compared unfavorably to Michael. So why put yourself directly in comparison to him for this movie? Um, uh, money. Uh, does he need it? I mean, why can't he just make his own movie? A hundred million dollars from this movie, you know. I, I, you know, I do it. He's never, he's never gonna be, he's never gonna get six rings anyway. Might as well get a hundred million. I guess. It's gonna be so bad. Did I you mean, it's shame growing up. Yeah, of course, of course. It was the greatest when I was, you know, however old I was, nine when it came out. So when it came out, was, you know, obviously as a Knicks fan, like I hated Michael Jordan more than anything at that point in my life. And yet, <laughs> I loved that movie. And so when it, when the movie came out, um, my parents had a legal cable. And so when it came to pay-per-view, pay-per-view used to do this thing where it's like they would show, when a movie first came to pay-per-view, they would just show it, like, basically on loop, which is 24 hours. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. And there was, I'm not even lying, there was a weekend when I woke up and I watched Space Jam until I went to sleep at night. <laughs> like, just, Same. just, Same. On repeat. just, like, so you have, you have a personal, you're, I feel like you're too close to Space Jam to fairly evaluate Space Jam 2. Yeah, I still have it on DVD still. And I still have my Switch uh, Can you even play DVD right now? I, I couldn't even play DVD. Yeah, okay. I have a, PS, I have a PS4. Yeah, okay. There, see, that's what I don't have. I have a wife. Welcome back to the Receding Hairlines Podcast, a mostly sports podcast from three guys who enjoy barbershop debates and analytics. I go by Sarge, uh, the owner of the best hairline on this podcast. I'm, I'm going to lean on that. Uh, and um, yeah, I'll pass the mic. Uh, I got a really bad haircut last week, and I'm debating going bald. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Was, Big, okay. Yeah, bad. When you go bald, I'm Fable, by the way, but... Number one thing I wish someone had told me is that you sweat so much more, like because there's nothing to hold your sweat back. <laughs> okay, oh. so, so it's like every morning when I, by the time I get to the train, like I look, I look disgusting. Dang. I mean, I already look, I already look like that anyway. So I look like Patrick Ewing. Every I'm actually, I've been contemplating actually wearing a headband to work. <laughs> no, God, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Come on. That's just giving into washness, man. What about a what about one of the uh a big a big dude head rag, rag, you know? Yeah, yeah. See with the sweat rag, my problem with the sweat rag is that once it gets wet, where do I you know, where do I put it safely? I mean I you, you don't I, have like a book bag or gym bag or something you bring in? I could, but I just feel like a headband does a better job actually, you know, holding the sweat. And it'd be the first time I actually use that for its intended purpose. But then what about the fact that you'll be in work clothes and a headband and you'll, and you'll be that guy? That Well, you have to weigh that. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll look super homeless. No disrespect to the homeless people. <laughs> no disrespect. Baby's going to be on a train looking like you're rich. See? Exactly. You can't, uh, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, that's just one baldness pro tip. All right. I guess we will dive into topics. And the number one topic of the day 
Absolutely. For anyone, uh, I would say anyone with a Twitter account, anyone who likes basketball or likes tea, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Butler of the Minnesota Timberwolves and soon to be some other team very publicly requested a meeting with Tom Thibodeau, uh, his head coach. And today that meeting happened and apparently he said he wants out and he gave the team three, uh, a list of three teams he want to go to. The Clippers or one of your uh, home New York teams, the Nets or the Knicks. And I think the craziest part of all this is that he waited until one week before training camp. So, okay, I'll stop talking. What do you you guys think? Um, I think it's pretty funny that Tibbs had to fly all the way to L.A. for Jimmy to tell him that he wants to stay in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it like that. That's really disrespectful. I feel like he must have known when when the meeting was going to be in L.A. a week before training camp. That's probably a sign, right? Yeah, I mean, was Mark Warburg there? Oh, God, uh, what about that? Remember him and Jimmy are best friends? Which, <laughs> did, uh, did, did Mark Wahlberg pencil him in with his, like, split time with the kids and the phone calls? And oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, yo, Jimmy, right, I can't right do Right after I, golf, right after one half hour of golf. He was like, Jimmy, I can't do, I can't do uh, Monday. How about Tuesday? I'll be there for you. See, that's that's probably why that first report came out that said uh, the meeting was supposed to be yesterday. Mark Wahlberg couldn't make it. He had to push back. How good do you think Jimmy is? Uh, this is a very interesting debate. I think he's a top 25 player. 25. I, I can I can go with top 25. I wouldn't go any higher than that. Really? Yeah, and I'm I'm taking I'm saying 29 year old Jimmy with no meniscus or half of whatever he's got and lots of injuries like. I'm I'm weighing that in. I'm weighing that into it as well. So here's my thing with Jimmy. If you, I would say he's between 15 and 25 for me. But the issue I have with him in comparison to other guys in that level is that I feel like, for instance, a Clay Thompson or a Draymond, somebody in that regard, they can play with other people when they do not have to be the like the cheat or the chef. I can't see Jamie playing. A, a second banana, a second fiddle to anybody right now this time in his career. One, he's a ball stopper. Like, he can't play off the ball. Like, he yeah. needs to have the ball in his hand for him to be successful. So he's really not that efficient. Like, he's efficient, <laughs> but he's not like this super hyper efficient guy that you want to give all your possessions to. So I don't really see, like, the value in him leading a team that could be a title contender. So Would you, put him, would you put him above a guy like Chris Middleton? Yeah and no. Like, Chris Middleton is flexible in the sense that he can do a lot. He can shoot. He doesn't have to have the ball in his hand for him to be successful. He can defend. He's not as good a defender as Jimmy is, but he's not as good a facilitator as Jimmy. But I can fit him into more pieces than I can with Jimmy. Yeah, Yeah. I think Jimmy's a better player, but I'd rather build with Chris Middleton. Gotcha. Because he's not going to – neither one is going to be your best guy anyway. So you'd rather have – yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like if Jimmy's my if Jimmy's my best guy, I think my ceiling's a forty five win team. I mean, we saw it in in Chicago, right? Yeah. So it's really funny. I was like, oh, I'll take Jimmy Butler on my team. Yeah, I take Jimmy Butler on my team if I had like Chris Paul or if I had <laughs> Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. But if Jimmy Butler's my number one guy, that's not a team I really want to watch or follow. <laughs> what if you're a Knicks fan and you have Jimmy and Kyrie? I'd probably go crazy. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> hey. As a non-Knicks fan, I'd, I'd like to see it. <laughs> you have, like, what? Like, one good knee between the two of them? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not my, you know. My... And just all of the dumb quotes in the media. Like, the Knicks, the Knicks press would have a field day with those two. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. Three game like, losing streak and you just, you know, you have two two huddles on, on opposite sides of the locker room. Too bad Frank Isola is no longer on the beat. Damn, that would have been great. But my thing is, we don't know who, we don't know how good Neil Akina is. We don't know how good uh, Kevin Knox is. We don't know how Chris Tapps is. Whoa, whoa, that. whoa. I thought, I thought Kevin Knox was the unquestioned rookie of the year after the summer. Uh, well, Fabian and I have two drastically different opinions on Kevin Knox. Okay, all right, With, let's talk about it. He's he's basically he's 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 kind of like Katie's skill package with Giannis's physicality is the way that I see it. Whoa. Uh, okay, okay. So you see him as the future of basketball. Okay, Hutch. I see him as like Charlie Bolton, the wave of part two. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like Rudy, like Rudy Gay. Charlie Villanueva, like that's where Charlie, I see him as. Charlie V with eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I do feel like to that end, I feel like you're you're weighing in his skin tone in that in that uh the the, the infamous have to have the same you know yeah. white guys don't get compared to white guys. But I, but I also said Rudy Gay. The anti light skin bias. That's fair. That's fair. You said that to cover yourself. You covered it. No, I mean no. They're like I feel like Rudy Gay and Charlie Villanueva have like a lot of similarities in terms of like their career trajectories. Like, we thought they'd be great. They never really were great. Teams got better when they left. Like, Wait, people thought Charlie yeah. V would be great? I mean, uh, remember, yeah. He was, yeah, remember he was like a really top recruit coming out of high school? Really? And, yeah! He was a top I remember, like, I remember he went to UConn when UConn, honestly, when that meant something, as the kids say. Like, just I mean, just based on the way he looked, I never... <laughs> I'm not saying that's the best way to evaluate NBA talent, but the eye test, good old eye test. You know what's so funny? His career PER is 16. Would have never guessed. Charlie Villanueva would have never guessed that. I'll tell you this: when uh, when old Joe Dumars, uh, when he was still the GM of the Pistons, was knocking on Charlie Villanueva's door at 12:01 uh, for free agency, I was very upset. So I don't know. Somewhere between highly touted recruit and coming to Detroit, I I was like. That was that was when I knew that you know that was when I knew I had to take a break from basketball. I mean, before they signed him, that his per wow. thirty six that year was twenty two and nine. So wow. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Thought he, had, he thought he had a future all star. Yeah, all right. yeah, all right. I, I I wish he had asked me because I would have told him just just light it on fire. Yeah, you got signed. Ben, you got spent Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon. At twelve oh one, them deals were done. I woke up and I was like, "Oh, oh okay, well, four, <laughs> four. <laughs> all right." Uh, shout out to the eight seed, I guess. <laughs> the 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 Pistons that year went twenty seven and fifty five. Boom. I felt that's probably the same way we felt when uh three days before free agency began, and it was like Noah is guaranteed to sign a four year seventy whatever million dollar deal. <laughs> You're like, wait, uh, wait, now today? What? Yeah. I was so and it, you know, what, you know what made it really like even more absurd was that I was mad, and then for like a day I was like, because hmm, Mozgov signed his deal, and I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe this is what is going to be like this summer. Bad players are going to get long contracts, and then like most years, you wait until like January, July 10th. They're like, oh no, the Knicks are just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you realize this is the first year the Knicks have not made a stupid move in the summer? Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm going to say that right now because unless the Knicks make a trade in the next 24 hours. For Jimmy be Butler. The summer will be past us. 
So I'm good. But yeah. yeah. It's honestly crazy though. I, I've, go, I've gone the entire summer without once being like, wow, the Knicks is a stupid thing. I don't know what that feels like. So, are you guys, yeah, I was about to say, are you guys optimistic then? Is actually, that yeah, uh, no, 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 no. Actually, they didn't sound stupid. They announced they're going to cut and uh, stretch Joe game, which is stupid. Like, I mean, on the Knicks scale, that's like, that's not that stupid. Yeah, that's a two. I would say burning your amnesty on, on Chauncey Billups, that was probably, you know, of, of no. the two moves. Do you not, do you remember how that happened though? Because like, Literally, the toast happened with CP, and they really thought they would have eventually have a chance to get CP, and decided they would nuke their chances to get CP by signing Tyson Chandler. <sighs> that was the one time the lockout actually hurt. That's the lockout actually hurt us because, like, if the lockout didn't happen, we probably know that we have time to know, like, oh, Amari's knees really messed up. Here's uses the MEC on Amari and keep it moving. <sighs> Just, just deep size. I mean, from, on a from, positive, on a, on a positive note, Milikina is like six seven now, so that's cool. I mean, it doesn't really help if he can't dribble. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, I, I was about to say, I, I don't watch him all the time. What, what does he like? What does he need to do to be a like, solid starter? You he know? just needs to be able to penetrate. Just get yeah. by one, drive by past people. somebody. Yep. He so can, he, uh, so he can shoot. It'll, it'll be fine. Like he won't be a great shooter. He'll be a fine shooter. Yeah, but it's just that right now he can't get by anyone, so he can't open up offense for other people or get to the basket, even though he's fairly giant for his position and you know relatively athletic. I mean, uh, he's not going to play point guard anymore. But even if you're not playing point guard, just to be a secondary ball handler at least. Right now, if you're not an elite shooter and you can't drive, right? What, what do, you, do you do? Yeah, you just sit yeah. on the perimeter and wave your hands. I guess. Yeah, let's see, you're Eric Snow, I guess. <laughs> wow. I, I feel like there's a lot of Eric Snow references on his pod. Yeah, there really he was a He was a major part of, uh, you know, of my childhood. He was connected to Allen Iverson, who's from my hometown. Oh, you just gonna, okay. Okay, yeah. so you just connect, you just claim the whole Hampton Roads. Yeah, it's all one big city. It's all one big city. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna start claiming like Ben Gordon. I claim Ben like, Gordon. Because yeah, you're from the Bronx. Yeah. This is from Mount Vernon, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Right. we should go back to Jimmy. We're missing a lot of things on Jimmy right now. Yeah, uh, we, we that that trail ended with the Knicks somehow. Why did like why was Jimmy doing this today? Like why like, why not a month ago or two months ago? That's what I'm saying. It, I feel like you do it before free agency. If you know, because what what could have changed between now and then? Like you could have gone to a better team. You could have gone to whatever. It's like teams no, could have made plans. So what what I heard or what I read was that. It was essentially a matter of the team being like, look, we're going to offer you the 4-1-10, but we will not, under any circumstances, go higher. So he was willing to stay if he could get the his his max, but since they said they're not going to go gotcha. above 4-1-10, he was like, all right, I'm out. Gotcha. So you don't think that had anything to do with his dalliances? <laughs> I mean... What percentage? All right, so these stories always come out in the NBA, right? So you have you got the Jimmy Butler cat situation, where allegedly, 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 hey, what me may or may not have been in a relationship with a woman, and that relationship may or may not have ended as a result of that woman's uh, goings ons with Jimmy Butler. Remember when this this was like the Roy Hibbert? Wasn't this a Roy Hibbert Paul George? Thing that was a rumor for a while. I didn't hear that one. I don't know anything about that. Okay, so maybe that was just me. <laughs> so, okay, I uh, 
I just looked up Jimmy's contract because I didn't know. So he, this is his last year. He's so he's got yep. a player option, but he's clearly going to opt out of that. Yeah. Yep. So he couldn't just play one more year, and nah. Well, I guess it's better to tell they, him. And then if they trade, hurt. they trade him now. I think it it allows him to sign a bigger deal with the new team. Yeah, because they have your. I believe you have your retain his bird rights. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. But he's got to get traded to his team. Or else. Yeah. He, well, yeah, he has to get traded to the team that he wants to stay with, which is why right. he gets the list. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's talk about the list then. Uh, well, I guess we'll start with the Knicks. I mean, obviously you guys don't want him, but do they even have – what What would you even package together to get Jimmy Butler, assuming assuming he's, he signs uh, – he resigns? We'll send Tibbs Noah. <laughs> I bet you will. Okay. That, so clearly Noah's going to be in whatever package. We, no, he probably, no, he probably wouldn't. It would probably be Courtney Lee. If he went to go young, it would probably be Tim Hardaway, which would be thank I would thank the Lord for that. Um, That'd be if close to even. Hardaway, if it's Hardaway, it'd be close to even. If it's uh, and it'd probably be Hardaway in a protected first, or it'd be Lee and like Lance Thomas in a protected first. Lance Tom, Lance Thomas, Lance Thomas has trade value. Yo, don't sleep on Lance. I've always I've been a Lance fan because you know why he plays defense. And he can shoot corner threes. That's valuable in today's NBA. But, Very valuable. But, but this is Jimmy Butler, though. Who, You're not like, you know, like, like. What are you getting from the Knicks? What do you want from the Knicks? That's a better question. I mean, clearly Chris Stapps, and that's off the table. Yeah, um, that's off the table. Uh, I mean, picks. I'll just, I'll bet against the Knicks signing somebody and getting good. You know, or yeah. So you, you see, you, that's what I said. You got Nila Kina. I would, I would want Nila Kina. You're not like getting you said. him. You're not you don't think him. so? No. With Jimmy Butler, who's gonna play no. the same position? He's not going to play the same position. And is an all-star? I thought you said they're moving Nila King off the ball. Yeah, but, like, you, so, that's you, have two, you have two wings. You don't have one wing. You have two wings. Yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, you got Malik Monk on the other on the other wing, right? Uh, Malik, or is Malik, he Monk, Malik, Malik Monk plays for the Hornets. Yeah, yeah. Who am I talking about? Kevin Knox, Kevin, the other, well, yeah, the well, other Kevin alliteration. Knox. Well, Kevin Knox is eventually going to be a four, so that's once again. Four, Chris Stapps at the five, Jimmy and Milikina at the wing. Yeah. Kyrie. Okay, there you go. There's your squad. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't want it, but it would be if, like, they would be a good team. Health permitted, which is a big if. Yeah. That's the elephant in the room. And Jimmy. Right. All right. So, so Brooklyn, let me – I need to look up their roster. I don't even know who plays for Brooklyn right now. Brooklyn would just pretty much probably be Fareed and something it, Fareed another filler for in a uh, first round pick for Jimmy. Fareed as a as an expiring. Yeah, probably Fareed, Dinwiddie, and like some other filler. Actually, probably Fareed. You wouldn't say Jimmy for 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 an expiring because he's an expiring. Like, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but at the same time, you probably. I mean, the Nets don't have anything that you really want long term. You want Rollins, You want Rondé Hollis Jefferson? Like I want. Uh, I want Karis LeVert. He's good. That's the Michigan homer in you talking. No, man, he's good. I want, I want uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't want D'Angelo Russell. No. That's probably their best <laughs> asset. Who, D'Angelo? Yeah. Yeah, number two pick. He was actually all right before he got hurt last year. No, he he really wasn't actually. He was actually <clears> pretty <throat> bad. He was pretty bad because the problem oh. with D'Angelo. Yes. Yeah, he, he was bad. He was, he was pretty right. bad. Oh, I'm gonna look this up. We gonna look. You look like like it's more so the fact that. The offense just ran better with Dan Whitty as as the uh, initiator as opposed to him. 
Uh, well, that, I mean, that's fair. I'm talking about his individual stats. I did not watch a lot of Knicks games, uh, Nets games. You're not going to see anything that you like. Like, he had a couple of outbursts where he scored really well to start the year. But his shooting stats, like, part of the appeal with D'Angelo was the fact that he could shoot, and he hasn't been able to shoot yet. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it now. So October, November, he shot 46%, but, I mean, he shot 24% from three in November. Like, he, yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't great. He's a light-skinned version of Emmanuel Moutier right now. In some <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. At least people think he can shoot. But, yeah, okay, I'm convinced. D'Angelo Russell sucks. Yo, his crazy, though. His celebration is crazy. He got a good celebration. Yo, have you seen his similarity <laughs> scores? No, no, I'm just look, I'm looking at his splits right now. I'm, I'm gonna go to this, I'm gonna go to his similarity scores. Kyle Weaver. Okay. Keon Dooling. Ugh. Marco <laughs> Bellinelli. Ray McCallum. Norris Cole. I thought Ray Reggie McCallum Bullock. was going to be a problem in the league. We all man. did. We all did. We all did. Uh, and then he went to the Spurs too. Uh, yeah. But anyway, who was the last one? Reggie Bullock. Wow. All right. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell sucks. How do you get he's, to be a number two pick? Because <laughs> he was so good in college. That's crazy. He also has a knee injury that, like, we don't know if he's ever going to be. Like, he can't stay healthy at all. Well, at least got paid once. He'll get another deal. I mean, he ain't technically hasn't got paid yet. Right, but I think I mean he'll get he'll get some he'll get. He whatever. got the the good contracts, right? Yeah. Huh? I mean, no, no. He, he um he signed a. When he got drafted, he signed a four-year, looks like $23 million. Yeah, so he's good. He's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah um, my daughter just woke up, so I should probably go put her back to sleep. Yeah. All right. That'll take me about five-ish minutes. A little longer than a few minutes later. Speaking, like, thinking about the Jimmy and the Clippers situation, mm-hmm. I, had a, like, I had a thought. Like, you guys saw how Lee Jenkins is now, went from, like, a writer to, like, this made-up position with the Clippers, right? Yeah, I I got to look this position up. I forgot. It's, like, like research. Of research and knowing ourselves. So, like, it got me to think, like, if you guys got hired by an NBA team and you could make up any position, what would it be? He's researching identity. Yes, there you go. Which, that, yeah, that's amazing. Okay, research and identity. Let's see. I would need, um, I, hmm. So the, the, the Atlanta Hawks are putting a barbershop in their new arena. So I would want to be, like, vice president of chilling and talking shit in the barbershop. <laughs> I think that's what... <laughs> If I could, if I could cry, that'll be one million dollars a year, please. I think I'd like to be director of sarcastically replying to reporters' questions <laughs> uh, from the uh, from the pop from the pop tree, the pop yeah. coaching tree, from the pop coaching tree. Interesting. I'd probably have to go with director of overreactions and hot takes. Oh, that's that's a big job. <laughs> <laughs> just come in firing. It's like, yo, come into a meeting. Like, so, like, what do you think? Yo, we gotta train everybody. Boom. Oh. Like, like, we won by ten. I was like, no, we should have won by twenty-five. We gotta get a new point guard. 
You know, basically what you're describing sounds like Larry Brown. <laughs> it sounds like George Costanza to me. Well, that, yeah, also that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to like, you see people coming from unique backgrounds, working in NBA front offices. We don't actually know if it's going to work, but you know, it's cool. Congrats to them for trying something new. Has anyone said why? Like, how, or how he got this job. I mean, I saw someone say it was something about Kawhi connection somehow, but I just, I don't see what's the, like, is he connected to someone, or why this, why now? I mean, people probably, he just probably had a good rep, I'm guessing. I guess, but that, I mean, a good rep, and then to, to morph, he has a good rep, and to, we should hire him as our VP of Research and Identity. Uh, there's there's a step I'm missing. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Fable. Yeah, so like, this guy's a good writer. Let's put him in the front office. I, Steve Ballmer seems like a crazy person also. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Ballmer! So maybe, you know, he just, Lee Jenkins just told him a really good story and was like, look, picture this and laid out, you know, I can, I can do this for you. And, and, and some sort of, you know, some sort of crazy rant. He just gave him the job. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you, got, did you talk about the Elton Brand, Sixers GM? Nope. No, no, we didn't touch on that. Were you, are you pro that or? Yeah, I love it. I'm cool I'm with it. it. I mean. I mean, at this point, I don't actually know who's going to be a good or a bad GM. So as long as there's a process involved for selecting the person, I'm cool with it. And he's black, so I'm gonna, just going to say that. Another black GM, that's dope. And, you know, wh- how could he possibly be worse? Because he's than, black, I want him to succeed. Just yeah. being straight up. Because I feel that the players, they were starting to feel that there was no room for them in front offices anymore. So... You know, from I'm usually pro player, so it's nice for them to have at least one example of a player getting a front office job. Yeah. I Do you know what he was doing before this? Yeah, he was there. the GM of their G League team. Okay. All right. What's crazy is that he's only been retired two years. For me, it feels like Elton Bennett has been on for a while. I would have said he retired the same year as, like, Grant Hill or something. <laughs> I mean, Grant Hill didn't retire that long. Oh, he did retire that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, we're old. I forgot. I forgot. The time when Elton Brand was, was was a monster. Like he was one of the best players in the NBA. Like I remember those days. Hell yeah. What? Well, yeah. I mean, number two pick. I mean, he was he was that dude. Didn't Barron screw him? Yeah. Like didn't Barron like say, "Yo, you should sign your know, sign this long term deal with them." Oh, with the Clippers, right, or something like that. Oh yeah. no, or, yeah. Or was it the other way around, or was it that? Okay, so I just I just looked it yeah, up, and it Elton, the first headline is Elton Brand signing with the Sixers leaves Baron Davis stranded. Third headline: Does he be blaming Brand's agent for change of heart? So he so he so he pulled a boozer. That's it. Must be a Duke thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's, that's what Coach K's teaching him. No loyalty. What else? I mean, there's something else we were talking about. Uh, oh, we got oh, yeah, to Davis. Davis. Yes, Vontae Davis. Davis. <laughs> so did you, like, how did you find out about the Vontae Davis thing? I was at, because um, I was grocery shopping, 
I was like, oh, cool, let me pop into this bar really fast. I was actually at a Buffalo Bills bar. For like the last <laughs> of all places, oh, my God. In Brooklyn, New York, um, for, like, the last 30 minutes of the game. So, like, news started leaking out, and everybody was so mad. I forgot about this. Like, they were like, what the fuck? How could you do that? And I'm just laughing, like, <laughs> it's comedy to me. And on top of it all, they're down by 30. Yeah, like, you get ass whooped, and this is really the only thing that matters to you. How yeah. many fights at the bar? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like ninety percent Bills fan. Why would it be a fight? Just, you know, I don't know. People, people really upset about this Vontae Davis thing. I mean, it yeah, is a crisis. I, it is a crisis. Like I found out via Twitter, but you know, I don't really pay attention to the NFL, so I was just scrolling through my timeline. And at first, I thought it was a joke. Like people were saying, "Oh, he's playing so bad that it's like he quit." And then I read, like, a tweet from a reporter that was just like, yeah, you know, Vontae Davis told teammates apparently at time that he's retired. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just trying to picture, you know, I was trying to say, okay, th- these things are jobs. That's like you going into work and, you know, at, at lunchtime you just tell your boys, you know, I don't even, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm out. <laughs> you just walk out. like, like Mid-shift. Yeah, I mean, mid-shift. He walked out mid-shift. Because that was like, I mean, the first half must have been so bad because at, at the start of the game, he thought he could get through it. Oh, they were getting, they were getting destroyed. They were right. getting, like, they were getting their ass whooped. And then football hurts on top of that. And then the reward is you get to go back home to Buffalo. So, you know, maybe. <laughs> and what is there to do in Buffalo? <laughs> have babies. Because <laughs> as my, someone who I went to college with, uh, they announced today, he just signed with the Eagles, and they're like, what's going with you? He's like, yeah, I, have a, I have a new child. And they're like, oh, cool, what happened? He's like, well, I was in Buffalo for a year, there's nothing else to do but each other. You know me first thing in the morning. Bang, 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 bang. There and it is. He has a child now. So apparently there's nothing to do in Buffalo but have sex and, uh, and eat, eat wings. And eat wings. And watch bad football. There you go. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm ready to quit. Like, what? <laughs> like, if you told me that was my, my uh, was, what was at the end of the rainbow for me. I mean, if you think about it, like, also, given, like, how absurd his family is, it's great. Because you guys do remember what his, like, what his brother's most famous for, right? Whose brother? I just remember it was something crazy, right? You know, do you, do you not remember burning with the yams? The yams meme? <laughs> yams. Sweet potato yams. Oh yeah, I forgot. Also, Vernon Davis was on a Celebrity Family Feud, and they asked uh, him what would follow the word strip, and he obviously said uh, per. Oh. <laughs> 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 but like. Uh, he was like, if you're, and also another question is like, if you're good at reading body language, what part of a woman speaks the loudest? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I forget yes. what he said. He said, what did he say again? He said something just ridiculous. You know, Randy was just comedy to me. Like, this man. Oh, wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Speaking of NFL players on Family Feud, did you see Stefan Diggs? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo really lo- Did you, yeah. you see that? Yeah, Yo, he's the end. Yes. <laughs> yes. Finish this phrase. Leave it what? In. Name something specific. <laughs> Name I mean, some specific to be fair, 
After leave it alone, I don't know what other I would say. Leave it what? Like I don't know what the answer leave it, is. Leave it be? Is that a I thing? Guess, or do I only guess. black people say that? I think that's a black people thing. Alright, mm. so leave it be. But like besides that, leave it in. Like that makes a lot of sense. Wait, it was just leave, right? Leave blank? No, it was leave it was leave it. Yeah. Oh leave it. wow. Leave it to Beaver. Leave it up. Leave it up to something. I don't know. Leave it up I mean, to God. I probably, would, I probably would have said leave it in. I mean, but so when I watched it, the clip cut off. Was it up there or no? No, it was a zero. It was a zero. <laughs> <laughs> it was a zero. <laughs> I watched it. I was like, oh, shit. That's bad. Family Feud just exists. It, I mean, it just exists to make these viral clips now, right? Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. I feel like just, it used to be a wholesome, like, pretty – Vanilla show growing up, no pun intended, and and now. <laughs> the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is that the show was wholesome, but the host was dirty because you know he used to be like kissing kissing oh. these women in the mouth, like right in front of their husbands. <laughs> you know what the sad part is? I will sit and watch like American Family Feud, like I'm Mike Bryan's wife. Uh yeah, hundred percent. I watched it yesterday. Yeah, I watched it all the time. I watched like I watched like. like People would like to make fun of Steve Harvey, but I legitimately like watching him on Family Feud. Yeah, I'm not gonna go that far. I can't watch that shit. It's it's a fit. It fits him. You know, he could just be yeah. ridiculous and laugh and you know double over or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's cool. It's entertaining TV. Yeah, what you're crazy. What, I don't know what this hate is for, man. Why? I don't know why you gotta be so rigid. We're at 42 minutes with some fat in there, so I don't know. We you got a couple last topics. Bones Jones. No, not really. I mean, Bones Jones is just—he's just fucking incredible. But <laughs> I mean, I'd be incredible too if I was on fucking uh, PDs. He's not on <laughs> PDs though. That's the thing. Like, he basically takes all the drugs that are bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's—so he's never been busted for for HCH or anything. No, he got busted for steroid, but the judge, the arbitrator, decided that it was. Um, they tested all his other shit, and there's like nothing in it, so they said determined it was accidental. But it's like, but he'll he'll admit he's like, yeah, I was on coke before and after, so they made him go to rehab during the time, the past year or whatever, again for like the third time. And he has like an he has a bad for your body drug problem. <laughs> so do you feel like we should even be penalizing for that? For bad for your body drugs? Yeah. It's like if someone shows up, if someone's out of shape, I mean, it's doing the same thing, right? I don't know. So like, how do you handle that? I mean, you just let them get beat up. That, that's what I was yeah, saying. That would be the punch is them getting beat up, but the problem yeah. is you can come close to beating him. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Are you saying we shouldn't even penalize him? He shouldn't be suspended. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think he should be suspended. Just because it's like, look, if the cops can't catch you, what are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got coke in his head. Yeah, catch him. Yeah. Oh, do you guys know who's really good at catching people? Khalil Mack. Oh, he did it again. He did it again. Did he did it again. He did it again. You know who could really use that right now? The Oakland Raiders. <laughs> is it this is this the first year of Gruden still? Yep. yep. Yes, nine more years after this. <laughs> is this nine more? Is, is this the worst contract for a front office contract in sports? I mean, I, how much did how much did Phil Jackson get? Phil Jackson made a lot of money. So Phil's right now, and Phil only did one job. Drew is trying to do two. So I guess there's more value. <laughs> like, it's more efficient? Yeah. I mean, it's more value, but also more opportunity to ruin the team. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, like literally Gruden was like, let's get rid of everybody that's young. I don't want any young players. I want old players. That's right. The ones that are, you, want, you want people that have been through some wars, hands in the dirt, all that. So you guys are football fans. My experience with Gruden is seeing those stupid ESPN things that he does that I never – to me as a non-football fan, I was never like, wow, this guy seems – like you should put him in charge of an organization based on this <laughs> stuff. I mean, did what was the cons- like? Did you feel that way? I mean, I mean, in two thousand I did, but in two thousand I was still twelve. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. I mean, the cool part is that you hear people talk like they don't talk in interviews, you know. But it's not yeah. like I don't feel like in, that was revo- like revolutionary. I guess if it was, they wouldn't put it on, you know. Ten year, isn't it ten year, hundred million dollar contract? That's right. Sure. Jesus. And just traded away his best Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer, you know, another two sacks and three touchdown defensive end. <laughs> it's just so funny that he made the trade and immediately went bad. <laughs> and was like, yo, we could really use somebody that can do the, the things that he can do. <laughs> I mean, has anyone told him how he sounds? You know, has anybody put him aside? Like, yo, stop talking about the lack of pass rush. Stop talking, period. If you were a reporter, so I always okay. So this is something I was on. I always, if I'm a reporter, I feel like I would. Wouldn't you call coaches and stuff out on this stuff? I would you be like, hey, John, the things that you're saying that you need are exactly what Khalil Mack does. Why did you trade him? <laughs> that seems like uh, a question you would ask and then never get a credential again. <laughs> Fair. You definitely will get blackballed. You definitely will get blackballed. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else that... Yeah, that was the last thing I wanted to discuss. Yeah. Uh, alright. Well, I guess that's that then. Thanks for listening to episode 6 of the Receding Hairlines podcast. Episodes are now available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you're enjoying the show so far, please give us a five-star review to help more people discover the pod. Guys, anything else? And so we can get a For Him sponsorship. Oh, wow. yes, For Him's. Come on. We we have another one. He's considering going bald. You better come in with the sponsorship. Save Hutchins and also, Airline. And also, I need, some sneaker. I need some sneakers. So whoever wants to sponsor us with a sneaker deal, I'm cool with that, too. It could be anybody. It could be Sconey. It could be... Uh, cats, anybody. Anthas, you go, you go rock some Anthas. Of course, I work rock some Anthas. Yo, Clay, Clay's growing his beard out, man. He's about to be out here changing the game this year with his new Clay tools or whatever. It, no. Yo, beard, bearded Clay is uh, got the <laughs> got female Twitter, got female Twitter up up in arms right now. I mean, I can't, I can't blame him, man. You gotta, you gotta get. Yo, he sees everybody else's team getting chose. You gotta do it too.